Support for the Bronx Bomber Babble podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Gentlemen, shaving your downstairs area can be difficult, but those troubles are a thing of the past with Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0. Featuring skin-safe technology, it glides nice and smooth, so you're not in any danger of nicks and cuts to your delicate downstairs area. It also has a convenient LED light, so you can see where you're trimming, plus it's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. I've been using mine for a few weeks now, and it's awesome. It works great, and it will totally change your grooming game. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes included in the Perfect Package 3.0, which also includes the Crop Reviver and Crop Preserver anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Get all these great products, as well as a super comfortable anti-chafing boxers, plus a great travel bag to carry it all in. The Perfect Package is valued at over $150, but right now you can get it all for just $89.99. With the holidays coming up, Manscaped features some of the perfect gifts to give to the men in your life. Gift your friends, your family, and yourself the gift of Manscaped. Right now, when you go to manscaped.com, you can use the code BABBLE and get 20% off plus free shipping. That's BABBLE, B-A-B-B-L-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping. Manscaped, your balls will thank you. The 72nd episode of the Bronx Bomber Babble Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Luz Luigi, and tonight, wow, we got the, all four of us are here. Wow, it usually doesn't happen in the off season, right? Guys, how are we doing? Tonight? All, it's because we're all casuals. Let's be real. Yeah, it's we're all casuals. That's a good point. Um, we 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 are all casuals, says the man who always cancels. Hey, oh, hey, whoa, hey. wow! Don't start me out like this, even though it's correct. G starting the show off with just straight body shots. Wow, I mean, just really going after Alex there. Hey, aren't you the guy who fell asleep during Yankees playoff? Oh game? man, oh, Nate Robinson I... scene. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, it's <laughs> the just... dead body in the. G <laughs> <laughs> was just Nate Robinson during the eighth inning of Game One of some series, probably. But anyways, we're you know we're all a little on edge because remember how I said I would boycott this podcast if. The Yankees didn't re-sign DJ LeMahieu. Well, it still hasn't happened, guys. And I don't even know why I'm mad anymore. Like, I don't expect this to happen anytime before Christmas, but I'm still mad. Really is a personal problem, but yeah, uh, we're here and they're $25 million apart. That's what we heard, which is kind of inaccurate. It's really more of like just being a year apart rather than $25 million. It's like they can't agree on the fifth year. It's not really the money necessarily, but yeah, it's it's kind of getting... I don't know, man. It, I still feel the same way, but I'm just going to keep saying it each day that passes by that we don't hear anything. You just get a little bit more worried. But other than that, how are we doing? Uh, you kind of yeah, that, yeah, well. that, yep, I was about to say that describes it. I, I did yeah. not expect to hear any happy sounds right there. Yeah. Uh, Andrew and G, how are you guys doing? And like more and more each year, I feel like, and maybe this is all like amplified because of teams not wanting to spend because of COVID or whatever else. But I feel like more and more each year, I just get aggravated with how MLB offseason, how boring it all is. You know, he might sign one of these days or he might sign in like late February. How the hell are we supposed to know? Like, it's just, it's really fucking annoying. I just feel like every other league just have condensed free agent periods where in NBA, NFL, 
NHL, most guys signed within like a week of each other or within like a few weeks of each other, right? Like 80, 90% of the signings happen. MLB, it's just really scattered throughout the offseason. Things usually pick up after the winter meetings because people meet, but obviously no winter meetings this year. Yeah, man, it's just weird. Things are so scattered from you know, late through late November, all the way to February, all the way, all the way to spring training. Probably a product of the way the, the leagues are, though, right? I mean, NFL, you have the draft, you have free agency all within, what, three or four weeks of each other. But then you have, you know, OTAs, you have summer camp, you have early preseason workouts, and then they actually have the games. I mean, the preseason is a three, four-month window. For, for baseball, it's five weeks. Um, and, and even in the NBA, you know, once rosters are set, you know, you're meeting up and you're you're hooping in the gym. For, for a couple weeks before preseason games, before mandatory team workouts. Baseball, I mean, it, it's just kind of the way it, it's always been. I don't know if it's going to change unless they, they change the off-season layout. And, and, I mean, it's wild. She just mentioned you get frustrated reading the same non-headlines every day. But, I mean, if you go back 10 years ago before a lot of beat guys were on Twitter. I remember we used to have to just sit around and watch TV and hope something popped up or wait until something was in the newspaper the next day. I mean, that's it. It's wild how much this has changed and how every little day that passes by with nothing happening gets amplified. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's almost like uh, real, real quick. I just want to say Passan did say that for DJ, there's no rush. Sorry, for who? Passan. For DJ. He said there no, is no, no rush. Who? For who reported that? He's making no, I, fun of the I way said, that you pronounce Jeff Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget if it was Andrew or someone else, but they always just call him pass, Passin. So I like to call him Passin. But anyways, he reported that there's no rush for DJ to sign. So it could be opening day, the night before opening day, and they say, oh, hey, guess what, DJ signed. But I don't think we'd survive if he did. Yeah, no, I, yeah, we, we, yeah, that would – I was about to say, good thing good thing he signed because now I'm dead. So now I can't even enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If it goes that long, we already got Andrew and Simmons, and we already all you know, slit our wrists. So whatever. Nah, man. I, I, I'd already have my Andrew and Simmons jersey coming in the mail, honestly, because I'd be so hyped. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like an 100%. awfully casual thing to do. 100%. I'd even have the name on the back because I would, I would just fully consider myself a casual. So I don't been know. Saying we're casuals, so uh, yeah, this is dude. We're we're the. That's what we should do. If DJ doesn't resign, we should just fully brand ourselves as a complete casual podcast and just hate the Yankees and just do no research <laughs> <laughs> and just have a terrible podcast. Like, yeah, this podcast sucks, but so does this team and this organization. Real quick, I want to talk about this question John Boy put on um, Twitter today, which is kind of interesting. So. He basically said, what helps the Yanks more the next couple of years, right? Option A, giving DJ $100 million for five years. He, he put $100 million for $5 million, but he meant five years. Option B, using that DJ money to get a starter, a reliever or two, a rental one-year shortstop, and keeping money for the shortstop crop next offseason. Now, I think all of us here would say A, but yeah. on Twitter, at 15,000 votes, 51.7 said no, or said option B, and then 48.3 said option A. So obviously very close, but that surprised me a bit. And I think like the like the names he said, he goes DJ or Tanaka, Brad Hand, Doolittle, DD slash Simmons for one year, and then Lindor Story and free agency. And that sounds great, but I don't They're think they're not it's getting that all that for yeah, that five million. Like that's like that sounds great. Like if you could absolutely guarantee that, then like that's awesome. But that seems very unlikely. Those names he mentioned that, like, the possibilities for option B, like, they're probably not going to be that good. If, if option B is the way, 
then we're cheaping out. Because, uh, look, I think it's sounding like if we sign DJ, that's pretty much it. Like, that's pretty – like, we may get, like, a back-end uh, starter for the rotation, a couple bullpen arms, but, like, that's really going to be it if we sign DJ. But I have a feeling if we don't sign DJ, then we're probably not going to sign anyone major, right? Yeah. Like, they're probably just going to sign all, like, kind of cheap options, guys who are really not getting signed by anyone. I don't know. Like, oh, I have no confidence. trade. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I've, I just don't have that much confidence anymore in them getting – a marquee guy at all in any uh, any position if they don't sign DJ because that just tells yeah. me like yeah we have no part of the problem though is that I mean there's limited options right I mean you have Hicks is locked up to a long term contract so getting a guy like let's say George Springer it's not going to happen I think the Yankees kind of made their own bed with Gary Sanchez um, and also JT Romeo so it was like astronomically way too expensive um, so that's not happening and you look at you know you talk about the marquee guys I mean there's no there's no pressing need in, in, in any specific positions that, that fit those openings yeah. on this roster. I mean, well, you have a guy the, like – If you look at the Yankees roster too, there's no glaring – really glaring holes in the, in the roster that they go, okay, we need to upgrade here. It's just more – You could argue a number two starter, but you, I think you, you can make that argument. With, but they really just don't have any glaring hole in the roster. It's more about just – reinforcing the team because they're a win now. Andrew, you were saying this before the podcast. They're a win now team right now. They're trying to win a World Series. They're not trying to, you know, build themselves up to for, to be better in the future. Right. We're coming so, off three straight years of disappointment. You know, 2017 was a happy, you know, it was a nice little surprise. You weren't expecting much there. Yeah. But 18, 19, and 20, you're coming off three straight years of, of a, a lot of disappointment. You're not going to kick the can down the road and be like, ah, oh, 2021, who gives a fuck? Let's exactly. go get the, 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 you know, the marquee shortstop in 2022. Like, right yeah. now, they're in a win now, like the dwindling window for the, for this core. Uh, you can't just be like, oh, we'll just take take a year off, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll go after it again in two years. We'll just and, use, we'll just use some of the money we have to just sign a couple of C level players to fill up the roster. Okay, they, were gonna, <laughs> they were gonna do that. They would just not spend any money at all. Use the players that they have in the in the uh, minors, and then right, just, just take swim with money. it. Yeah, I'd much rather they not spend the money than spend it on like. We're look. We're signing guys just to say that we're signing guys. Like, exactly. And, look, I mean, what, look what happened last time that happened. Answer. Last time we were in this scenario with with Robinson Cano in the offseason between 2013 and 2014, right? They didn't go the extra years. They did go comparable in terms of AAV, but they ended up missing out on on Robinson Cano. You know, we all know the story. Two suspensions later, ends up being a a, a good move for us long term, right? But what they did is they spent money just to spend money on the next mm-hmm. group of players. They got what? Um, Ellsbury. McCann, Ellsbury, Beltron, and Tanaka, right? Like, I mean, Tanaka yeah. was was a great signing, out. right? Yeah. That's other um, than Tanaka, but, you're like, hey, but the other three guys were like, I mean, McCann was an okay signing. Beltron but was, was good. Okay. For, Beltron was our best hitter for like six, 15 months, which is kind of scary. Yeah, right, no, and the Ellsbury contract was a disaster. Was no, it's like honestly, okay. out of those fours, like Tanaka was a fantastic signing. McCann was okay. Uh, just, Beltron just, was Beltron was good for the amount of money yeah. they were paying him. They were mm-hmm. paying him twelve million a year. Just hearing those names gives me PTS. Was... Just hear, hearing those names gives me PTSD. I'm like, wow, that was this this past decade. Like, wow. Yeah, that was yeah. Like, that was six years ago. <laughs> maybe it's just like John Boy's characterization or his. We're gonna get or would you want to save the money for like a starter or two like you know one or two relievers 
and then also save money for for whatever for next year's shortstops. I'm like, yeah, well, if you're just bringing back Tanaka as like your one of your one or two starters, are you gonna ask even Tanaka to go from twenty five million dollars to like what three million dollars? Like, I don't think yeah. you do that. Like, and, and he, they're not gonna like, get Tanaka for a good amount for a no, low like, amount that they'll also be able to sign two relievers. And like, a backup shortstop. And Unless the argument predicated on, on total money, right? So he's saying, oh, you don't want to give DJ LeMahieu $100 million. So let's sign all these guys. to what? spread out across five right, years. Right, right. So, But but really, what was the, the – I, I guess how, how did he envision his you know, layout going down? You're going to sign all those four or five guys to what, one-year yeah. contracts? That's $50 million minimum in baseline dollars. So that's way more than, than DJ. And now, yeah, you have – 50 million extra unspent going into the next year. But, but I mean, against for the next four years that you would have been, paying you have the same or you have all the roster spots to fill. Right. And, and really like you, you guys said, it's not in terms of, of total dollar saved because a team, especially a team like the New York Yankees that lost so much in this previous season um, going through the pandemic, their biggest concern isn't total dollars spent. It's total dollars per year because long-term they're going to recoup the revenue. Now it's how do we get by, this year and the next year and the next year, you know, three, four, five years down the road, Yankees aren't worried about their finances. It's not a problem. What scenarios would they sign three or four or five or whatever many players where the money actually works, which is sketchy, and then also have those players be like definitive upgrades? If you're signing like a starter and two, three relievers where you're signing like Whatever the what did we say a couple couple weeks ago? Right, Drew Smiley got eleven million dollars. Is Drew Smiley, you know, okay? Yeah, sure, he's okay. Is he an upgrade? Yeah, maybe. Like, are you signing two or three guys that are like, uh, what did Greg Holland sign for today? Like three million dollars? Two point seven five, I think it was. Yeah, like you know, it's like yeah. W- could you find players where the math works, where you could sign a starter, one or two relievers, and then save some money? Yeah, it does it definitively upgrade the team. Probably not. Right, that's the thing. If you're talking about just making the money equal, you can make it work. But if it doesn't actually move the needle and improve the team so much to the point where they can get past, you know, the ALCS this year and finally not even win the World Series, but win a pennant, then it's it's wasted time. Yeah, I think part of it is just getting out too far over your skis where you're just like you could you could sign players X, Y, Z and whatever, or you could just re-sign the Gold glove winning, batting title winning, lead off hitter that's been the core of your team. Just re-sign that guy. Like I didn't think that's a controversial statement at all. Like, yeah. no. And the thing with re-signing DJ is you know what you're getting in DJ. If you're gonna spend, if you're gonna use money and sign four other guys, there's such a higher risk <clears throat> in that, especially four other guys that you're spending so little money on that you don't know what you're getting in them. Like if they use the money to re- to sign and you know, say they somehow manage. To Alex couldn't even spend. get that out. He was like, Andrew's... Yeah, no, I'm saying, <laughs> say they somehow manage, this is going to kill me to say this, but they spend $20 million on both Andrelton Simmons and uh, Tanaka. Well, you have seriously. no idea what you're getting in both Tanaka, who is, you know, solid in the regular season, and in the playoffs he's kind of been up and down... Alex, allow me. Year. You definitely have an idea of what you're getting in those players. You're going to be disappointed is what you're going to yeah, get. Yeah, no, 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 no. My, my point is there's so much more risk associated with them because you are going – you're kind of banking on them having a season that kind of equals what DJ would put out. 
which you're not going to get from them. There's such a higher risk in signing more than one player than there is in just re-signing DJ, who's been consistent in the last two years. Right, and again, because you're signing four or five guys, mm-hmm. those guys all have to occupy roster spots. So it's not like you're just getting the net combined value of all of them in a vacuum. It's who are they going to replace? So, yeah, you bring in someone like Sean Doolittle. He replaces, um, I don't know, do we even have like a – Nick Nelson. <laughs> a, a, yeah, I mean, Nick Nelson, right. So so what's the what's the gap in war there? Maybe like half of a of a point to one game, you know. It's like, would you rather pay this guy $3 million or just have one of our young guys be who's making like right. half a million? For the, for the astronomical money. difference, right. the, the small, I should say, in, in, in net value, right? I mean, the money spent doesn't validate. It's just like why they got rid of Holder. They're like, we're not going to pay Holder a million dollars when we could just have a guy come up who's probably almost as good as him. Like, what's the point? It's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. I. But yeah, like the option B in terms of just getting like a bunch – like, oh, let's just get – like the way I look at that, it's like, oh, we could either get DJ who is – you know, was just first team all MLB, uh, batting title guy, probably going to hit 25-plus home runs a year at Yankee Stadium with that short porch. And it's like, oh, we could get him or we could just get four bang-ass average players because, look, like love DD, love Tanaka, and and Andrewson Simmons is a really good fielder. All three of those guys are basically give or take average players yeah. at this point. Like that, that's what they are. Maybe if you want to argue, one or two of them is a little above average. I'd a say above the average, only get, the fine, only one but like who, they're basically all average. Like the only one you could even make an argument <clears throat> that's above that's like very above average is Didi. Yeah, yeah, because uh, of this past season that he had. Right. Yeah. And you're comparing him against someone who's finished really third in the MVP voting in back-to-back years. Exactly. Well, he was he was fourth in 2019. You casual casual whatever (laughs) guys like dj it's just so tough to replace man we were talking about cano earlier and look like andrew that like i get what you're saying andrew but that's just like an all you know like oh like not getting cano back was the right move because the two failed uh ped test but that's just like an ultimate captain hindsight thing such a hindsight yeah yeah, because like not resigning Cano was a bad move at the time yeah, because exactly. look at our right. That's, that's, that's why I was. Years, we sucked. That's what I was we driving at. You guys were yeah. propping up how good Beltran was, but I was saying in, at at the time you would any Yankee fan would still rather have had Cano. That, that's right. what I was yeah. getting at. It's, like look, I mean, you look at his numbers his first few years in Seattle. He was still the same player that he was exactly. in. But the, I mean, when, home runs. when we didn't get, I remember yeah. when we didn't get Cano. Like the day it happened, I'll, I'll never forget what I said. I said devastated. I was. I said, why would we not bring back the only consistent hitter we've had for the last five years? Because remember, yeah. all, you know, Teixeira and A Rod, like those dudes were up and down, the, like yeah. during Cano's time. Cano, but every year you knew he was going to get, like, you know, 280, right. 340 on base percentage, 25 homers, 90 RBIs. Like you knew what you were getting from Cano every year. And yeah. I said, why? Why wouldn't we bring our most consistent hitter back? And now it's like I feel like it's going to be deja vu if we don't bring DJ back. It's like, huh, this guy's been like our only consistent and. DJ's consistency is more so about staying healthy, right? It's like he's been her most consistent hitter, not just yeah. because he's a hitter, but also because he's stayed healthy. While because he's the only one that hasn't missed else two months hurt. of the season. Exactly. So it's like this guy's been our most consistent hitter. He's been our best player, and we're just going to not bring him back. Like, hey, thanks for the memories. Let's let's bring back a guy who we, you know, dumped after uh, 2018 in DD, like, ah, or after 2019 in DD. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It, it's it's just, there's a lot of similarities for sure. Because especially back for Cano, like, one, that was really, really 
fucking annoying for the same exact reason because he was like in his prime. He was the best player on the team and playing in a ballpark like you know he went to Seattle and the ballpark is huge and then you know decline hits and you know he's not hitting as many home runs like he was playing in a ballpark that was like legitimately perfect for him. Yeah. And that definitely sucked. Um, in fairness, you can make that argument for any hitter that's ever played for the Yankees. <laughs> oh, yeah. Any, any left-handed no. hitter that's ever played for the Yankees. That or has right-handed been. hitter if they can go the opposite uh, way. Yeah, honestly, uh, any Yankee hitter play who play plays in that play. Little League dog shit park, am I right, guys? Like, so, so cheap. Like, no other stadium has short fences, right? Also, nope. when the Yankees right. are playing, they're the only team that's playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, the, the fucking right field in Fenway Park is like 290 feet away from home plate. Like, well, how do yeah, people not talk boxes about are the this same more? down the line and do left? People not talk about this hey, more. Hey, yo, watch out how you talk about Red Sox right field. They got a monster out there now in Renfro. So just saying. <laughs> oh man. Well, they got their Mookie Betts replacement. Yeah, I mean exactly. Now you see they the meme. How, did have you seen the picture of him? How he looks like Mike to play right field for them. You guys see the meme, how he almost looks like Mike Trout at times. Yeah. Like this nope, office. never seen that before. I wasn't <laughs> played out, out the ass during the ALCS. Oh, it's great. I did, well, you know, Andrew, I've kind of wiped this postseason from my memory, and I saw it on Twitter today, and I kind of remembered it. So thanks. Um, before we get to our next segment, we're going to talk about some Rule 5 stuff. We're going to talk about some other Yankees news and notes and Cashman quotes, but just wanted to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor. Manscaped, uh, guys, how are you liking all our stuff? I, I, I don't want to just keep talking about the ball deodorant because I will literally take up this entire podcast <laughs> to just talk about the ball deodorant. So please stop me. But guys, how are we liking all our stuff? I'll tell you what. Actually, we all got our our, our latest package this week, and I got to tell you that that hair and body wash is my favorite product. I know oh, yeah. you guys have talked about how you like um, the ball toner. You like uh, obviously the razor is is an awesome. It's it's the you know, the centerpiece of everything, but you guys like the boxers and everything. I love that body wash. It smells so good. It does. Oh, it, no, especially like, first thing in the morning, really like wakes you up. It energizes you. I feel like much cleaner and, and it has the same pH balance that all the other products have too. So you just feel like you're going to be able to maintain your cleanliness through the day longer with that. As opposed to, you know, whatever. I don't know if you guys use like bar soap or body wash or whatever, but like I, that stuff is, it's my best, my, my favorite product. I, I definitely agree with that. That shit smells so, so good. And, um, yeah, that was a nice surprise for sure. And, I mean, shout out to that package, too, because the uh, the ball wipes are nice as well. Those yeah, are, the ball, you know, they're yeah, the ball perfect. wipes are re- really nice on the go. Yeah, it's funny because I was, I, was sh- I was about to get in the shower, and I realized, I'm like, damn, I ran out of body you know, body soap. What am I going to do? And then I just looked over at my counter. I'm like, oh, yeah, Manscaped sent me this nice body wash, and I used it. And, yeah, it's great, man. They're, they're such a great company. Remember, uh Get 20% off. Use code Babel at checkout plus free shipping. Get your the man in your life, the that perfect holiday gift, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Manscaped, your balls will thank you. Um, guys, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, oh, Aaron Hicks said he's still not 100% recovered from Tommy John last offseason and that's played through pain in 2020. I mean, that's kind of just par for the course. When I hear that with the Yankees, like, I don't even blink. I'm just like, yeah. Well, honestly, like the right. way the the way the Hicks played this year, it's not really that surprising, anyways. I mean, right, which is it, it's kind sense. of a good news, bad news type thing, right? I mean, you say on, yeah. on 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 the good side, well, he didn't play great this year. Well, he was playing through an injury. When he gets back to full health, you know, he'll return to the player we expect him to be. On the downside, 
what if because it lingered this past season, it may never fully recover or it'll carry over at least into the next season as well. And we can expect continued suppressed numbers. That's a, it's a concern. Um, mm. So I don't know exactly what to think with that. I want to be positive because I've, I've tried to be a staunch Hicks supporter as much as I can because our fan base, you either love him or loathes him. Um, but I'm hoping for the best that when he can fully get back to the full strength. Um, I mean, even look look at Didi this past year, right? I mean, he wasn't great his first year back from Tommy John with us, and then he he played very well in Philadelphia this year when he's back to full strength. So I'm hoping Hicks can have a similar career arc. You know, none of us are medical experts, obviously, but, like, I think in terms of, you know, him not feeling great, it's obviously concerning to hear that because of the years and the dollars and whatever. But, like, I think even having, like, last year I broke my foot, and it's one thing to be like, you know, the doctor is going to come in one day and go, all right, well, x-rays are good and you can walk and, you know, start to do your thing. Like, and yeah, I go out for a walk, but like your foot's still going to hurt. And I just wonder what part of it is just like, hey, you know what? It's a long term, like serious injury recovery and your elbow is structurally fine enough to throw, but you're still going to feel weird feelings and that might get in your head or might make you hesitant when you swing or whatever. I just wonder if it's something like that or if, like you all said, it might be something more serious or concerning. Well, what was the quote? Didn't he say something that he tried his best to, to not you know, allow the pain to alter his mechanics, but he almost couldn't help it? Um, so so kind of what, yes. to what you're saying, you know, even though the doctors say, hey, everything's good to go, you know, you still feel a little pain, and it changes your mechanics, it changes – what you would normally do if you were, you know, otherwise feeling fine. Um, maybe that's directly, you know, related to his, his performance last year. And you would hope, but I, mean, I guess we hope we'll have to wait. I mean, it might be semantics or, you know, word choice or whatever, but if he said he's still having pain then that's obviously like tremendously more concerning than him to be like, it's a little uncomfortable. It's sore after I play it's, you know, whatever. Like if he said he's still having pain then that's much more serious in my opinion. Yeah. He, here's the quote. Uh, it's part of it. He basically said, I just feel like I was grinding through things the whole season, having a little pain throwing and not really being able to fully feel like myself. I had to change my swing a little bit, trying to protect my arm from hyperextending. There was just little things every now and then. I didn't really start feeling good until the back end of the season. By then it's too late and you got to keep grinding. So, yeah, just not what you want to hear. But you got to remember how fast he came back from Tommy John. Like it wasn't even a year, right? And it was his left arm. Obviously, his non-throwing arm. But still, he had a super fast recovery, so not shocking. Your what? Your lead arm? Your when you swing, anyways? Which he's betting left-handed most of the time, anyway. So, yep, this is true. Other news and notes around the league: Kyle Holder, Garrett Whitlock, Trevor Stefan, all gone. Uh, Holder went to the Phillies. Whitlock went to the Red Sox, and Stefan went to the Indians. Or wait, I can't say that anymore, but. We're about to get canceled. That uh, we forgot to mention <laughs> the Cleveland. Ba- there, we have a Washington football team, and now we have a Cleveland baseball team because the. Well, there's another year. We 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 get the Indians for one more year. I think oh, we're we okay. could we could be wait we could be racist for one more year according to MLB. Okay, I guess so. <laughs> I mean that's like okay MLB, like way to go guys. The best, the, my favorite thing about that whole situation is that the way they worded that is, we can't, uh, you, the Indians cannot have this name in this generation. And then the sentence after, and like the press releases, the Indians will will retain <laughs> their name until after the 2021 season. Like, uh, you, you guys, especially yeah. because because Washington was able to, to ditch the Redskins moniker so fast, and 
they even did it what, like a day. <laughs> they rebranded everything. They have all new, you know, all new logo and, yeah. and what everything that they even did a poll, right? Didn't they do like a fan vote to see um what what they were gonna go ahead with and and I think well, Washington football team is, is, is a temp name anyway. They're not going to yeah, carry that. Yeah, obviously. Gonna, but they, like, they embraced it, though. Like, they steered into it. And it, I think people overcame the initial, like, thoughts of, like, oh, that's ridiculous. The team doesn't have a name. But, like, they embraced it. They went with it. And the pe- I feel like I people mean, uh, in general uh, have taken to it at least a little bit. Wait, time out. Um, wait. Not to, get, not to get too off track, but it's still hilarious to see a graphic. And it just says football team. Like, no, like, like Scott Hansen on, on on red zone. He's like, and, and a touchdown for the football team or, or, or for the for yeah. the, the the team. It's like, oh, yeah. Sounds so yeah, that, yeah. On Instagram, like they did, they were doing like slides, like, oh, like these teams, which team has like the best chance of making the playoffs? And it was like Raiders, like Rams, and then just football team. <laughs> like, did you not put Washington? Like, come on, just like, put Washington. Anyway, but the whole thing with the Indians, remember they got rid of the Chief Wahoo logo. Was yeah. it this past season or was it last year? I think it was a couple year. years ago. I know at least in 2020 it was gone. I don't know if it was still there in 2019, but like they already uh, made the first step towards weird. not maintaining that that racist culture, right? You know, the the, the, the red man, red face uh, whole thing that Washington obviously ditched. So Cleveland said, you know, we're going to get rid of of a racist and sensitive logo, but let's just, you know, kick the can down the road in our team name. <laughs> you quote, you yeah, can't be yeah. lukewarm about it. Yeah, I, the, I've, I've heard a lot out of Cleveland fans that they're like, Hey, we should just be called the tribe. Like we already say, go tribe, right? Like the Cleveland tribe. Unless uh, I'm, I love, I love that actually. Yeah. I like, hadn't heard that. Uh, but I love that makes that. sense. Like, Hey, go tribe. Like I think people say go tribe. I'm, obviously I've never been to Cleveland, but people say go tribe apparently more than go to Indians. So yeah, just change your name to tribe. Problem solved. Like I think it's funny to to be like if you follow football at all, like to to think that the Washington organization would have handled something better than just about any other organization, but it looks a lot worse for the Indians to be like. So have the report came out yesterday night and be like, well, they're going to change their name and then have them come out and be like, yeah, well, it's going to stick around for one more year because shrug, I guess. Instead of the, you know, the Washingtons just came out yeah. and were like, why announce you know, that? And be like, oh, wait, we're not ready yet. Announce it when you're ready. Like, you know, Yeah. Like, all right, well, we're doing it and we're going to have a temp name or we're going to call ourselves whatever. And just we're ripping the bandaid off as opposed to this situation where it just looks stupid. Like, it's just it's just silly. So now we have a football team. We're going to have a baseball team. We just need a basketball and a hockey team. And a hockey team. <laughs> oh, watch out. Watch out. Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, yeah. That's next. The Chicago <laughs> hockey team. And the Atlanta uh, Braves, right? Yeah. Well, that yeah, the, the chop. Andrew, I hate to break this to you, but the Braves are also a baseball team. We're saying no, I know. But I'm saying they're, they're a basketball He was just trying to think of problematic, possibly problematic names. Um, the Chiefs well, even could be up there. I, 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 I still think Andrew's a casual. Uh, you know what? That's a good place. Did, didn't Luigi go to a, one of those problems? Because no, I'm just totally kidding. I know. I know. Florida State is completely We're, even. Like they, they yeah. actually completely <laughs> embrace the Native American culture. We are literally, <laughs> we are literally partnered with the, yeah, the Seminole the tribe. Seminole tribe, so, yeah. yeah. So. And, and I wish there was more of like, I mean, didn't even like what Western Michigan? They were the Chippewas, right? Like, didn't they have a connection and they changed their name anyway? I, I don't yeah. know why they didn't just say, hey, you know, like we we donate to this tribe like millions of dollars a year, yeah. like we're good. But I don't know. Like, you know, some organizations, I feel like we'd rather just not invite the discussion, which, I mean, your prerogative, but 
Florida State and other teams and organizations work with those tribes or embrace it in certain Using the ways. Using like, an honor. It's, it's like, like it's actually a sign of respect. <laughs> the Indians and, you know, the Washington football team, like the the past name was was always far more like openly racist and problematic than, than any of those other possible examples. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Like the red, at the end of the day, like the Redskins or Indians, it's not even like they're cool names, like logos. So like, who cares? Like just ch- change it. But anyways, you guys want to hear some comedy? Uh, Dave Dombrowski. I can't even say this without a shame. Uh, <laughs> the Phillies hired big Dave Dom, uh, big double D, uh, new president of baseball ops. Uh, everyone just literally everyone on twitter just made the same joke like just everyone like yep all the, all the phillies prospects are just sweating right now they're all just looking and then at all their, the follow-up comments looking at their phones. prospects <laughs> so basically the phillies and i still love joe girardi i think he's a good manager for them the phillies will he's win probably a, the phillies will win probably like a ton of games for the next like few years and then maybe they'll have some playoff success who knows but Dave Dombrowski will leave at some point in the next, like, whatever, five or six years and just leave them, like, a destroyed mess of, like, bloated contracts, no prospects. Like, it'll just Here's be- the thing, though. We, we talked about the Phillies uh, on the last podcast and, and, you know, how Middleton was crying poor. I don't see how Dombrowski has the financial flexibility to do what he did well, in, let's well, say, let's go back to Boston, right? Like, he traded some prospects for some – you know, some, some good veterans. He went out and signed J.D. Martinez to this monstrous contract. Uh, he doesn't have that capability with the Phillies right now. Like, okay, they, they lost and, all of their, their best prospects on, on, in the J.T. Ramilton trade. We're also not talking about the fact that in his press release, he literally said, we will do our best. Right, and like, that's not who Dave Dombrowski is. straight up is just saying, like, yeah, I don't really know why they – I don't really know what we're going to do, but we're going to do something. Again, we, we're literally working with pocket change. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to be able to do with a couple of nickels and a dime, but we'll definitely do something. They're going to have to trade Bryce. <laughs> I mean, like, I just don't see how they don't. They are not going to be able to trade him. Oh, they won't be able to, but they, yeah. they're, they're going to, they're you know, that should be priority number one. The, I, I think if we did a ranking of, like, the least tradable players in MLB right now, Bryce Harper has got to be top three. Because he still what, has 11 years left on his deal. Yeah, Jesus There's Christ. So Stan is probably up there too. We give the like the brief Stan, highlights Stan of uh, the he has less years on his contract. Like the highlights of Dave Dombrowski's uh, work as an executive, and my favorite one is probably him being gone out of Detroit and um, Miguel Cabrera's. Miguel Cabrera's, well, yes, that in general because of how awful they've been. Miguel Cabrera's contract extension, um, I can't remember the exact terms of it, but his, like, monstrous contract extension didn't start until, like, two years after Dombrowski was gone. He's going to get paid through his age 39 season for, like, $30 million. Pop, like I think the, it's four year, years like left on Carson, that deal. The Carson Wentz deal, the MLB. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so, good luck, Phillies. Um some other signings around the league. Uh, Mets signed with James McCann. Uh, do we ever get the exact term? Is that deal? They said it was four years, just above forty million. I think it was four for yeah. forty flat with some incentive okay. and maybe a right, signing bonus. Makes, makes sense. I, I, I honestly, I really don't understand that deal. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't wait until Realmuto signed. Catcher yeah. is like a disastrously 
barren position at times. Like my my, yeah, my point absolutely. is McCann. I'm saying I don't know why McCann signed now because well, I mean, he, he should have waited, waited to see how much he waited to see how much real Muto got and then uh, use that to his market exactly. Mm-hmm. If real Muto went and got you know five one thirty from someone. McCann can then go, okay, if, if Remuto is getting this, I should be able to get four. Half know, that, at least. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, four, even 464. Get I, 16 million a year. Man, if, uh, so, if, if James McCann got 464, I would. Well, I, I, I in know. This it, economy? It's, insa- it's insane. <laughs> but he could have really been able to use Remuto signing to get a lot of money because of the fact that this is the first time in a while that there's been a really really good catcher on the market that is, you know, you don't know where he's going to sign where it's like the years where Yachty Molina and like Buster Posey were on the, were free agents. You just knew they were going to resign with the giants and the, right. Park. You, you got to go back to what, like, like Pudge Rodriguez is free agency. Like that's probably like the like, last time. I don't know. McCann, yeah, free catcher. I mean, oh, McCann, catcher maybe, yeah, I guess McCann, but like, Still, this is the first time in a while there's been a really, really good catcher that's been out there for grabs. And, you know, McCann just kind of – or James McCann just kind of went, okay, well, I'm just going to sign with the Mets now. I mean, I find it hard to believe that a Rio Muto signing would have changed McCann's number in such a significant way. Like, you know, I mean, there's he's a pretty solid catcher. You know, he doesn't hit a ton of home runs. He hits for, you know, good average, and he's good behind the plate. Like, it's all good. I just don't think that like those are two two different classes of player as far as the free agency market is concerned. And no, and that's what I'm saying. He's they're not in the same class of player. They're just they're in completely different realms. But right, so, so let the number one guy set the ceiling, and then you can exactly, settle for it below there. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe just I don't know. We we, we got non updates on that for what, like two weeks? They'd be like, oh, well, they're interested. They're still talking. They're still working on whatever. Yeah, and like, then they, you know that you had the whole mystery team thing where all of a sudden like the Angels were involved yeah. and then they weren't. You know, like maybe he just maybe he just wanted to sign with the Mets. Like who knows? Yeah, well, that, there was like a solid ten day period where Andy Martino would just tweet five times a day, like, Mets and James <laughs> McCann close. Mets and James <laughs> McCann almost. Mets and Jan, it's just like, dude, like just Still tell talking. Us signing, man. <laughs> we we know they're like ninety. He's basically the there. John Heyman that just covers the Mets. Oh man, he he's really I, I, like I'm so thankful that he just doesn't cover the Yankees. Like I, that's the fucking worst. It's just painful. Yeah, he's just bad. Some other stuff. At Lance Lynn to the White Sox. Um, there's our see, like that Lance Lynn was the main guy. Who was was it? Someone in our block who like was dead set on getting Lance Lynn a year or two ago. A year or two ago when they already had him, you mean? <laughs> no, someone – I forget who, but somebody wanted Lance Lynn to the Yankees. I forget if it was one of us or someone else in the blog, but yeah. I Lance think it was Lynn's you. It was probably me. That's a good point. Um, yeah. I mentioned earlier uh, Hunter Renfro to the Red Sox. So Red Sox contenders again. White Sox get Adam Eaton. Adam Eaton got a decent amount of money for like Red Sox, very much looking like god awful season Adam Eaton had in yeah. 2020. He got a decent amount of money. Didn't he get eight million in like two years? Seven. Eight. He got seven. Okay. There the is thing a that I don't understand though mm-hmm. is like, why would the White Sox sign Eaton? They have such a like, out, they already have a. He's a lefty and he could play good defense. He and did not play good defense this past year. 
Well, I know. But... I mean, Alex, this this 2020 didn't count for sports. Like we all know that. Like 2020 didn't even happen. For no, you make baseball. a valid argument. That's a valid but you know what's crazy is 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 them trading, you know, him to to the Nationals in the first place allowed them to go ahead and complete that Lance Lynn trade. One of the guys they got from Washington. Yeah, they um, was Dave Dunning. The... They then sent to um to Texas. Yep. Um. Guys, what do we think of Archie Bradley? He's been rumored to be on the Yankees, follows a lot of Yankees on Instagram. He posted on his Instagram, I think, last week, him in a Yankees jersey. What do we think possibly getting Archie Bradley? So Archie Bradley's one that I have seen a lot of because I also follow – like I'm a kept track of the Diamondbacks the past few years. And Archie Bradley, to me, is the type of guy that you want as like just – to solidify your bullpen because he's one who his numbers will look really good every year, but he's almost kind of deceiving because he will give up a lot of hits and he'll give up, you know, some big home runs and stuff. He's, he's not a lockdown reliever, but I think the Yankees already have guys like Chapman and Britain and, green and stuff so i think if you add archie bradley to that he's a very good complement to the yankees bullpen but if you're a team that's looking for like a number one reliever right now you don't want archie bradley as your closer especially with um i, th- I don't he's not very he's not that young i think he's like early 30s so i think 28 oh okay well then i'm just stupid casual but I think the he's the perfect type of guy for the Yankees to sign because they have a bunch of guys to fall back on if he struggles. So I'm all for if the Yankees can get him for a decent, you know, for cheap, they sign him for like a one, you know, one year, eight million, something like that. I am all for that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'd probably be OK with him, especially because, you know, the guys that they were running out in like close playoff games last year, right? Like Johnny, uh, Johnny Lasagna or like even Jonathan Holder at times, you know, experienced veteran who, like you said, Alex post pretty good numbers, even if it's a little hollow sometimes, like I'd, I'd be okay with it, especially if you're just taking a flyer for like a few million bucks. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of torn because we had, we just mentioned Lance Lynn. Remember he was on the Yankees in 2018. And I don't think any Yankee fan felt comfortable with him coming in. Remember, he fell down on the mound during a playoff game. Like, I mean, that that's Andrew. We try and not re- <laughs> look, uh, we try look, and look, not man. remember that playoff game. We <laughs> don't. We don't remember it at all. Like, yeah, uh, that we playoff really game never happened. Something, something. Austin Romine, something, something. Shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah. On, the reason why. Yeah, but I honestly I haven't even been able to focus on anything because I'm still trying to remember who wanted Lance Lynn. And now you mentioned that he fell down in a playoff game, and I'm I'm just having bad PTSD. So, anyways, um, I <laughs> I just feel like Archie Bradley is like probably the best reliever we're gonna get, right? Like I from what we're hearing about how like we have no money, we're signing DJ, and then we're not gonna spend a penny. I'm like, wow. Archie Bradley might be the best option we got because beginning of the offseason, I'm like, ooh, look at all these good relievers. And then I'm now I'm just thinking to myself, oh, I wouldn't get ahead of myself. Yeah, I think like, the Yankees miss out on, on DJ. Uh, I don't think they're going to sign someone for the infield. They'll either make a trade 
No, uh, I'm, no, I'm right I, there. With, I'm right there with you. Well, you, we actually talked about Colton Wong, and I don't know how much if the Yankees are interested in him, but he'd be an interesting fit for second base. But if they don't, you know, sign someone for for shortstop and shift Glaber to second, or just sign a second baseman, I think they'll they'll probably go out and trade for that 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 position, and then they'll spend all the money they were going to invest on DJ and maybe Carter. For someone like a Lindor or like Trevor Story. No, like, no, 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 not someone, of, not someone of that ilk, no. Or um, like Mike Trout or the Vets, right? They'll move, yeah, they'll move the, Mike Trout. To no, like that, I mean, dude, that's what the Yankees are going to do if they don't resign DJ, right? They're just going to get like a Trout or a Bets, right? Like that's, that's – yeah. No, no, but those are, there's, there's good relievers like Hendricks and Brandt who are available. And I think if the Yankees, you know, completely whiff on DJ LeMahieu, there's some money to go to those guys. And the bullpen was, was interestingly enough, a, a, a big – blind spot for us last year right? in the past yeah. few years we've had all these guys big arms coming out of the bullpen you know Dellen left in free agency uh Tommy we got one outing out of all season um that took a lot out, out of the depth and I think the Yankees need to, yeah. to restock there here's what I'm hoping for I'm hoping that maybe teams especially teams that aren't as good and need more Maybe they're going to prioritize – most teams are going to prioritize starting pitching over bullpens. And maybe we get to February and you look at the free agent market and it's like, hey, a lot of these good bullpen guys are still here because everyone was prioritizing starters and other positions over these bullpen guys. And maybe we could nab a couple for cheap. Like I think that that could be looking like a big possibility because just think how many teams are going to say like, hmm, do we really want to sign this guy to be in our bullpen for six, seven million a year or – do we want to just bring up this 22-year-old prospect we have who's a starting pitcher who throws gas and just throw him in the bullpen and get him some work? You know, I think a lot of teams are, would just rather put their young, you know, minor league prospects in there in their bullpen to fill it out rather than, you know, sign a guy for five, six Which million. opens up the door for you to, you know, to wait out some of these, you know, still very good veteran relievers until they, they fall below market value and get them then. Exactly. The problem with that, though, is the fact that that's not a very – that's not a thing I see the Yankees doing. I see them as almost the ones that take the minor leaguers who throw gas and just sticking them in the bullpen because that's what they've been doing the past few years. Yeah, and then I see true. a team like a fr- like a more fringe team like the Marlins or, you know, the Reds or someone like that saying, okay, there's, you know, a cheaper reliever out there. Let's just go and grab him because we have a few million dollars to spend. I don't well, think, I mean, I, I, I don't, think I don't, you're I just, right. I don't see the Yankees as the ones that are going to be, oh, this guy's, you know, this guy can be signed for, you know, $6 million as opposed to the two-year, $20 million contract he was looking for. Let's go grab him. That's not a Yankees thing to do. Yeah. It's, yeah, it I mean, if anything, I, I, I this year it should be, in my opinion, because we do need help with our bullpen. And no, I think, so why not, why not look to convert just, some starters? You know, some some guys yeah. who aren't cut out to be a starters anymore, and then you can go from pitching five mediocre innings to two really good innings at three or four miles per hour faster um, on their stuff. I mean, are that, you suggesting that the Yankees make Garrett Cole a reliever? I mean, look, the Yankees have great success. The Yankees have great success and historically turning starters into relievers and vice versa. So yeah, that should work out. Right? <laughs> should be should be fine. Uh, Friendly well, reminder that Mariano Rivera was a starter, but you know what the hell do I know? Yeah, hey Andrew, do you do we need to remind you what year Mariano Rivera came up? 1995. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you you, you, you weren't even ago. born, right? Nope. Yeah, he came up before I was born. It was 25 years ago. <laughs> yep. 
Also, right. do we need to remind you that Jabba Chamberlain existed? Yep, exists. And Ian Kennedy and Phil and Hughes. Hughes. <laughs> Jabba yeah, Chamberlain's yeah. like the poster boy for a just disastrous, like, failed development of <laughs> their, like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like MLB was a bit different back then. Where you think so? Like, just a bit, but I don't know. Like, bullpen wasn't as like highly thought of, and it was like, hey, this guy's great out of the bullpen. Let's just turn him into a starter. That's like, why I, Mariano was I, so like. I mean, the I Reds almost yes. did it. The Reds were in the process of doing it with Chapman, and then I, guess the, I think they had injuries in their bullpen, and they had to put him back there. Yeah, yeah. Chapman did come up as a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, anything else we want to talk about tonight? Sorry, uh, uh, I just okay. I'm looking at MLB trade rumors right now, and I just want to point out that this is like the epitome of off-season uh, reports because uh, Jeff Passan was reporting about Marcus Semien's market, and this there's a, literally a quote that says the free agent market for Marcus Semien is progressing and could reach a resolution in the coming days. That's such a nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, oh, Welcome like, here's here's Marcus Simeon's free the offseason. Yeah, here's like, Marcus Simeon's free agent market. It's just like an image not available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marcus Simeon's Marcus free, Simeon uh, free agent market. There sure is one. In the next few days. Like, Hashtag yeah. hot stove. Flames no, like, man. literally. It should literally say, like, Marcus Simeon's free agent market. It's like, wait till DJ LeMay who signs, and then mm-hmm. his market will open up. You know, because anybody, any good team looking for a middle infielder is probably prioritizing DJ over Marcus yeah. Simeon. Just a thought. If, I know that's a hot take, but yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and put it it's out like there. The same lines with me with uh, the whole conversation we had about James McCann and Romuto. Like I don't like. There's no reason guys like Simeon and Didi and Simmons should sign before DJ does. Because yeah. they're only hurting themselves in terms of money then. Yeah, the, well, that's the perfect old, because no one's signing. I mean, yeah, but on still. that note, <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well I think that'll do it for us. Um, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, one more thing. Uh, the Yankees reach out to Pittsburgh about Josh Bell and Jameson Tyon, but there's, the Pirates are pretty. Uh, you know, they want a lot for that, so that probably won't happen. But worth mentioning, two solid players. Josh Bell was bad last year and really, Josh really Bell's good. the type that could probably be very good in Yankee Stadium, though. Yeah, but there's no spot for him. We have the oh, major league home no run king in first base. Uh, Andrew, we're trading Luke Voigt for Jack Peterson. I thought you forgot. Jack Peterson's free agent. Boy, what does that matter? Yeah, we're still doing it. That doesn't stop. <laughs> Look, Andrew, do you really think we're trading him re- to the free agent market? No, do you really think? <laughs> Do you really think a guy's like free agent status changes LI Yankee Kings views on whether we should trade for him or not? I don't think so. No. So yeah, that's we're still getting Jock Peterson. Yeah, but that will do it for Luigi, for Andrew, for Alex, for G.